Welcome to Manufacturing Tomorrow, focusing on advanced manufacturing innovations, solutions, and partnerships that exist in our region now and in the future. Hello, you're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow. Our show is brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at Ohio State University. I'm Marty Kress. I'm your host. This segment is also supported today by the Center for Operational Excellence at Fisher College of Business. Today we are speaking with Vance Green. Vance is the Senior Director of Global Quality and Operational Excellence at Clope Plastic Products. He's been with the company for over 15 years, and formerly he was responsible for Clopay's manufacturing operations, both in North America and before that, Europe. He received a Master's in Business Operational Excellence at The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business and a Bachelor's in Paper Science at Miami University. Before joining Clopay, Vance worked for both Georgia Pacific and James River. Vance, I'd like to welcome you to the show. Thank you. For many people that are out there listening today, let me let you know that Clope is a global leader in specialty films, extrusion coatings, and engineering lamentations. It has plants in the U.S., Germany, and Brazil, and the company in particular focuses on hygiene, healthcare, and protective apparel products. So I'm sure there's a lot for us to talk about today. But first and most importantly, you're a Buckeye alumni, and the rumor is you have a son attending Ohio State. So do we have another Buckeye in the queue? Absolutely. Absolutely. Today was a a big day for us as we finished the first year um, at Ohio State in uh, chemical engineering. So it's going to... uh, Going to be a, a fun packed next uh, three years, I think, but uh, we got one down and he's pretty excited uh, Super. about finishing. Let me talk about you first and your relationship. One of the things I noted is you've been active on advisory boards, both at the College of Engineering and at Fisher College. Do you want to talk a little about that? Well, sure. Um, I was very fortunate to be able to attend uh, at Fisher College and, and, and be part of the MBOE program, actually cohort one. So we were a bit of pioneers, and, you know, as a part of that, we were introduced to some people in the field and, and the industry that were unbelievable. So, you know, I think it's important that we try to, to give back, and, and, you know, Coach Hayes would tell us to pay forward. Unfortunately, I'm having to do it the other way. But, but for sure, um, being able to participate and, and help folks understand uh, what, what the value is at MBOE and, and partnering with COE at Clope, it's uh, been really rewarding. Super. I, I wish every alumni felt that way. So does OSU. Let's talk about Clope because, again, you have your own interesting history. There aren't many companies in the U.S. that were started in 1930 in the height of the Depression and after the market crashed. Would you like to talk a little about the company and the transition that you made from paper to plastics? Sure. Um, you know, early on, Clope is a, a combination of, of two words with to become cloth-like paper and, um, you know, as, as the company uh, continued to change with the needs of, of the society and, and what have you, um, there was a, a general transition and, and we bought a facility in Augusta, Kentucky to begin our plastics uh, manufacturing. And, and it's still there today. And, and not so long ago, just a couple, three years ago, we, we added a significant expansion there as well. 
So it's alive and thriving and, and has grown from that one small place to around the world. And the great thing for our listeners is your corporate headquarters are in Mason, Ohio. So there's a long history as well with the state of Ohio. When I went on your uh, webpage, one of the things that really captured my attention is the emphasis on technology, both in your current product suite and in your emerging product suite. Uh, as a matter of fact, the emphasis is given to unique, unique technologies. Would you like to talk a little about the commitment of the corporation to technology advancement and to ho- the whole idea that you work with customers to go from concept to commercial product? And that's a very neat mix of skill sets. Certainly. You know, Clope's um, goal is not to be just providing a, a, a Me Too product. We want to partner with our customers and our goal is to develop that product that is differentiated in the marketplace, uh, that gives them a competitive advantage as they reach out to consumers, and ultimately gives that consumer, you know, a, a great experience uh, when they purchase one of those products. So, you know, you don't always see the Clope name, but our our job is really to find that way to bring a concept into reality, and and we can do that with our scientists and and researchers um, and our partnerships. We are confident in our abilities to do those things and and really, you know, find ourselves to be a a real global leader in that hygienic market. It's a great niche to be in. Could you tell our listeners, for example, what is a product that they might be familiar with and in particular you're associated with? Oh, you would... um, you would find many of our uh, products integrated into the finished good on the on the consumer shelf at any of the big box stores. Um, so everything from a baby diaper to feminine hygiene to adult incontinence, we're there and a big player in those markets. Um, maybe not as well known, you would find us in some of the protective apparel um, that you see if, if there happens to be a need for cleanup. There's some of our products that we're, we're partnered with people to provide those, as well as um, um, one, some of our products go into things like house wrap and building products. That's pretty increasing portfolio. Did you play any role in the African Ebola crisis in terms of protective apparel? Are you at that extreme? Um, you know, our of course, we aren't supplying to the end user, but we did um, help in a situation where the our customer needed some additional volume, so we were able to provide that. So, yes, we we were there. That's uh, fantastic. Again, when I Googled and it talks about your technical competency, it's got breathable products, uh, elastometric products, monolithic and apertured films and composites. For the layperson out in the audience, do you want to tell them, what does that really mean? Or as the head of global, do you even know yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure there's PhDs um, with chemistry backgrounds that could be much more eloquent than I. But I can tell you that um, our products range to, you know, allow those things that are garments that are going to be worn, an opportunity to breathe. You know, our, our um, we talk about microporous technologies, um, elastomeric technologies. We provide all sorts of thin films uh, and laminates where we'll take two structures and bring them together and provide really unique characteristics for componentry and those types of hygienic applications and others. Gotcha. When you look at the global marketplace and you're already actively engaged, do you see more growth opportunities or is your growth more in the domestic marketplace? Well, um, 
obviously, as um, developing countries um, have higher demand for hygienic goods, uh, it it brings more demand to the world. Uh, like any other industry, though, the competition's out there. They're they're stiff, um, but we are you know being uh, selective in how we approach those um, growth opportunities. We're being very diligent in where we can be successful, um, but we want to go with our big partners around the globe, and that's what we try to do. One of the themes that we've talked a lot about in the previous shows is finding the workforce needed to do advanced manufacturing. Could, could you talk a little about how broad a net you uh, spread to find that workforce, and is Ohio State in particular educating the students that you need to meet your future uh, market requirements? Sure. Um, I think we see this just like every other um, industry, and you hear a lot about it in the news these days. It is um, a struggle to to make sure that you have the right workforce. And manufacturing isn't necessarily uh, glamorous to a lot of of folks like it may have been in the past. But we are um, very active in our recruitment and ensuring that we have great secession plans. We are being very diligent. We're, we're actively talking about how do we prepare ourselves as uh, we bring in new folks and young engineers, young scientists uh, out of Ohio State and other universities to make sure that we have a place that they want to work um, that's desirable for them and give them opportunities to grow so we have them in the long term. Um, but it is, you know, ongoing challenges of, of not just those um, scientific roles, but also uh, direct labor roles and folks that, that we need to produce the product and, and what have you. But I, I noted your corporate value. You put a great emphasis on scientific curiosity, chemistry, and physics. But at the end of the day, it's the customer needs that drive it. So the manufacturability, I'm sure, is something you spend a lot of time looking at for your product suite. Absolutely. Um, I think as we've learned uh, as our journey down the lean path and lean manufacturing and, and with a lot of help from uh, the Center of Operational Excellence and, and our ability to to partner with them, we really want to take a holistic approach and do that from idea to end of life cycle, making sure that we have uh, seamless technologies, whether you're uh, manufacturing the good in our facility, being able to convert that in a customer's facility. All of those are opportunities for us to demonstrate our, our prowess and abilities to again, provide those unique solutions, not just the everyday uh, solution. So um, we try to make sure that from the beginning we have great transitions and can deliver for all of our customers. As an educational entity, it's always nice when Ohio State looks out and see the underpinnings that are presented in the classroom applied. So I know uh, Dr. Peter Ward and his team over at Fisher must be very proud to see that Clope, really, you're a poster child for operational excellence. And I'm not sure many listeners understand how critical operational excellence, logistics, and supply chains are. Would, would you like to comment about that and how it helps you compete even in today's market? Well, I guess, um, you know, uh, you're, 
I don't know that I would say that they would want me to be a poster child for anything at the <laughs> <laughs> uh, for MBOE, but but you know I think the great part of the program as I've completed my degree and we've we've now have another person who's uh, from the core organization who is running operations in North America. He's completed his degree. We it's really um, important that those concepts are taken from the classroom, as you mentioned. And we're able to apply them in real time and get that coaching. And that's what, you know, the MBOE, I think, really provides is an opportunity to get the coaching to make sure that as you apply those principles, you're getting it right the first time, which, you know, is a lean concept in and of itself is we want to first pass yield has to be very high and, and we're looking for perfect. So those types of things, I believe, have shown real value to our customer base. They have an opportunity to work together with us and find ways to take waste out of the system. Um, those traditional methods that we've used for many, many years and and really help you know spur the manufacturing revolution in the U.S. There's a whole different world out there, and and having globally to be able to supply and and deal with those global markets, those and that type of opportunity. With without those concepts and how can we remove waste and identify them quickly, it's just invaluable. And and I, again, I believe we are able to do that, and we're, our customers are finding true value in it as well. So if I went to a plant, for example, your German facility, these same basic principles would be integrated into that manufacturing center. Absolutely, and uh, that is our goal, and and part of why I'm doing what I do today is to make sure that not only when we do something well and find those wastes and remove them, that we can also look across our manufacturing platforms and say, where else can we apply this technology or this learning and, you know, go back and, and integrate across the, the sites. Gotcha. That's really fantastic. When you look in your crystal ball and you have a pretty broad suite of products already, how do you make a decision in terms of differentiating further? So, for example, you started out in the paper business. You went to plastics. And then I noted in 2003 you bought several advanced printing companies again. Well, um, you know, that, that really gets driven by voice of the customer and not just our customer but the consumer. And because uh, at the end of the day, the consumer will will dictate what the needs truly are. And so in early 2000s, we had an opportunity to go from, you know, uh, just making plain white films to printing those films and and making a, a more desirable consumer experience uh, and helping in that. So we actually we purchased a small uh, facility in Germany and then went uh, Greenfield and Brownfield to create these two printing facilities. And I had the good fortune of, you know, being a plant manager to start one of those up. So it was quite an interesting ride for, for technology we really didn't have in-house. And, and we learned and partnered with great uh, suppliers. And today, you know, I think you will find our, our facilities are unparalleled. Super. Tell me about, as you look at the world, how do you see public-private partnerships, and is that something that you spend time looking at, or do you find that by having your own in-house R&T center that you, you have less of a need than a lot of other firms? Well, I think we, we do the bulk of the work, but as we start to push the boundaries of what's, what we consider possible and, and 
um, move out from those those boundaries that we have and those four walls. You know, I think there are opportunities for us uh, from a manufacturing standpoint and our relationship at the Center for Operational Excellence, but reaching out to other universities for specific um, areas where maybe we don't have complete um, in-house expertise. You know, we do um, branch out to those once in a while to offer uh, some assistance, if you will, and get us, we're 90% cooked and how do we finish off that that application then we would reach out and and help uh, uh, you know there's a couple of universities that we do partner with gotcha what attributes do you look for when you're hiring those university graduates do you have a pretty standard template that I'm looking someone that's more analytical versus that someone that's uh, can outwrote, uh, you know feedback what he learned do you, I, I got to assume by now you really know how to hire well well it's interesting you know Clope has had an incredible workforce for a number of years. When I joined in, uh, 15 years ago, and I would say that, uh, you know, until just a few years ago, I was pretty young in the organization. And so we have a, a history of having long tenure and haven't had to hire too many um, in the past. But as all of us start to, to move into different points of our careers and and we've had some folks who are real pioneers in the industry and in our corporation decide to retire we have brought on many more and and we've made that um, a real focus area for us to bring in good young talent and so when we go out and do interviews and talk to people and particularly new uh, recent graduates we want to see someone who has that curiosity who's willing to say why and will come in and be part of a team that knows how to work part of a team, but also to, at the right moment, challenge the team to think maybe differently about something. And that's a fine balance to sometimes oh, find. It is. You can be very curious and never produce anything, but it's your corporate value. So I understand fully what you're saying that in a highly competitive market, if you're not curious, someone will go by you. The other thing we want to be able to provide, and, and, you know, again, this is something that we may not have a patent on, but we're really trying very hard to make sure that, that these folks have very well-rounded opportunities early on in their careers. And um, so when we bring someone in, we want them to be able to fit in a number of roles. And we've recently, you know, had opportunities to do that where we had folks come in, they spent a couple of years doing engineering and then we've moved them into a sales role. Or they come in as with an engineering degree and go into sales, and then we move them to an R&D role. So we're trying to make sure that we're getting full opportunities for them, and the company is receiving all the value they have as well-rounded individuals. Gotcha. So by exposing them to all aspects of the business, they're a better employee for you. Absolutely. Yeah. When you look in your crystal ball, and, you know, you mentioned the global competition. Boy, the world's changing quickly. Columbus, Ohio is changing quickly. When you look out there, what are the things that most worry you or what are the technologies that you know we got to get this one right to be competitive? Um, I think it really is about how do we ensure um, – because, you know, each year the – the consumers, the customers, they may have something that they want that continues to to morph and we'll follow some of that. On the other hand, 
we have other customers where we can bring that innovation to them on the front end. And so for us, it's really trying to understand how do we supply in the time frame that we can get our, um, you know, our groups focused out there on really getting costs out. Because when you're talking consumer goods, it's yeah. it's really about price competition. Can you yeah. can you get there? Um, and it isn't just in um, how should I say that? It isn't just in uh, the lowest cost, but providing the whole package and being able to do it with a year over year opportunity to to let them be successful and allow us to be successful. So again, going back to those lean concepts, we really see staying the course. Um, making those integrated parts of our operations, that's where we want to be uh, going forward. And uh, we're, we'll let our research team figure out where we can be very competitive and, and new technologies we can bring to market, and, and we'll do those things. So I, I have to end on this note because we've really been honored to uh, have you here. In 1969, as a senior at Notre Dame, there were two seminal events for me. I met Miss Plastics, who came to Notre Dame to do a photo shoot, and the graduate came out, and the punchline in the movie is, what's the future? It's plastics. Now, as most students, I didn't look and see this, but I hope as our listeners listen today, the evolution of the market, the role that plastics play throughout our product development is a lot broader probably than most people think, and I think what Clopay's doing is, uh, is uh, evidence of that. Absolutely. You know, I'm I'm a paper science grad and uh, moving into the plastics industry, they're, they're, the applications are, are almost limitless. Uh, if you look around and if you think about, you know, the role of non-wovens in our society and, and that part of the plastics industry, um, recycled plastics to make clothing, all those things, you know, are part of our everyday lives that we don't really recognize sometimes. Oh, not at all. And one of the things we watch closely at Ohio State and in Ohio, the car of the future is much more likely to be composites and plastics than metal and aluminum. And we're watching this because it's going to change the whole nature of the marketplace and it's going to change manufacturing. So, again, you've been an inspiration for us. We're thrilled that you were with us. Our guest today was Vance Green, the Senior Director of Global Quality and Operational Excellence at Clope Plastic Products, headquartered in Mason, Ohio. And thanks for coming and thanks for sending future Buckeyes to OSU. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you.